pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. I'm Joey Wright. On this episode of Extra Prep, we'll sit down with Unity High School softball. The Rockets chasing their third straight appearance in the IHSA State Finals are now off to a 5-2 start to the 2023 campaign that includes a team trip to Tennessee just a few days ago. We'll sit down with head coach Amy Davis and two Rockets seniors, Reese Sarver and Ashlyn Miller, and a junior in Ruby Tarr, and get the lowdown on what folks can expect from the Rockets as the 2023 season unfolds. That and much more, including a look back to the IHSA basketball season when extra prep returns. I'm Joey Wright and Matt Daniels will join me at Unity High School after this quick break. Stay with us. Transfer Portal, NIL, recruiting, covering University of Illinois athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. We are back at Unity High School, third time chatting with the Rockets in a conference room bright and early here, 8.40 a.m. as we record this. It's the uh, unofficial Scott Hamilton media room. That's right. Yes. That's right. We did a podcast here with... This is where you find him after every football game. He just sneaks into this room. Somehow. That's right. That's, That's, where you'll, That's where you'll catch up with him. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Here, I hope he listens to this. Now. I, I do, too. We shout out uh, early on here in the going. Uh, we're joined by a trio of Rockets, uh, two seniors in Reese Sarver and Ashlyn Miller, a junior in Ruby Tarr. Head coach Amy Davis is with us as well. Coach, you've got the mic, so we'll start with you. Appreciate you guys making a little time for us this morning. No problem. I'm sure these girls are excited to get out of class. <laughs> two of them out of weightlifting class. So okay. I don't know. Well, Amy, we sit here on uh, Thursday, March 23rd. It's it's raining outside. It's going to be kind of the standard for the next four to five weeks of the season. How do you navigate the first month plus of the season when I know the weather's unpredictable all spring and even into late May, early June, but how do you navigate the first month or so of the season? I sent out an email early on to tell all the parents and <laughs> athletes to be very flexible because it is springtime in Illinois. But uh, the girls honestly do a really good job of just going with the flow. Um, I've been very fortunate with that. Um, they are they want to practice and they want to be around softball, but they also understand that the weather plays a big role in that. So um, just kind of leading them into be prepared for this, be pre- prepared for that, be prepared for anything really. Um, I always tell them to make sure they have indoor and outdoor clothes <laughs> so that we can, I mean, even if we can get on the turf a little bit and then come inside for a little bit, um, but we, we just have to be really flexible. Gotcha. Kind of take us around the diamond 
who you got girls where, what, uh, what the lineup's like this spring for the Unity Rockets softball team? Well, I think every game so far has been a little bit different. <laughs> We're just trying to piece those puzzle pieces together. But um, uh, we got our, our big unit usually uh, with the two seniors at, at the pitcher and catcher position with Ashlyn pitching and Reese catching. Um, we, we made a switcheroo just a couple games ago with short and third, but on that side in the infield is Jenna Adkins, a sophomore, mm-hmm. and Ruby Tarr. Uh, Lindy Bates um, kind of shares second base mm-hmm. when she's not pitching, so she's our second pitcher. Um, and sometimes Lauren Haas will come in for her or Michaela Schindel will come in for her. Sophia Beckett, a sophomore, plays first typically for us. The outfield is kind of kind of switching around a mm-hmm. little bit every game, but so far we've seen really good things from Chloe Dutzman, Meredith Reed, um, Reagan Little, and Megan Rothy. Okay. So we, we kind of got some options there. Okay. Ashlyn, take us inside what it's like to be a pitcher on the Unity Rockets uh, squad here. Matt and I were talking on the way over here. It always uh, it always fascinates me. Like you know, <laughs> baseball teams will have you know big, huge staffs, and softball it can be just one or two girls that kind of carry the load the whole season. Um, yeah, I really love to pitch, and I feel like with softball you can pitch more, so you don't need as many people. Mm-hmm. So that that's good. <laughs> What's the most pitches you've ever thrown in a game, Ashlyn, that you know um, of? I am not sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair, okay. Mm-hmm. What, what, how many pitches, first off, do you throw, Ashlyn? Uh, let me think. I throw fast, change, drop rise, okay. screw, curve. Yeah, that's it. How do you throw a drop ball? Um, well, the way I it fascinates it, me. The way I throw it is like I have my hand on the scene, okay. and then I throw it like a little bit, um, like earlier, okay. so it drops more. Okay. How many times did you have to practice that to get it to where you like it? Well, I kind of just started doing it that way uh, okay. a couple months ago, but it didn't really take that long because it wasn't that hard okay. to learn. Fair enough. I, just, I can't fathom doing that, so I, it's a <laughs> mental block for me. Reese, you're the catcher. What's it like just having all these different types of pitches that you have to prepare for when you're you know, back there crouched down behind the plate? Um, many practices together with Ashlyn, I mean, over quite a few years. We've, gone, we've been able to trust each other now, and I've been able to learn her pitches. Just like any other pitcher, you just got to take time and mm-hmm. trust each other. Reese, what made you want to play catcher? Um, well, my mom, so when I was like nine, mm-hmm. our other catcher broke her foot and okay. my mom said, get back there. <laughs> <laughs> no choice. <laughs> At that point, that's just where I've been. What, uh, what made you stick with the position and, and what do you like about it? I really enjoy just being able to see the whole field, mm-hmm. being able to be the one that my pitchers can trust and the one that my players can always like look to whenever something new is on the field or mm-hmm. something is going on. How do, you, how, do you, how do you manage calling a game behind the plate? Is is that something you have uh, a lot of control over, or does coach kind of step in, and or is it kind of a mix? How, how does that kind of shake out? Typically, Coach Davis calls all our pitches, but we, we communicate on what's working, what's not. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. All right, Ruby, you've been a contributor to this program uh, since you were a freshman. 
when you came in as a freshman, were you absolutely terrified and intimidated of some of the older girls? And what's it now like to be kind of one of the veterans uh, on this Unity softball program? Um, I was definitely a little bit nervous. I had never played third before coming into high school, mm-hmm. but Coach Davis like, go third. I was like, all right, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Um, now being a bit older, I, it's a lot more calming. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just trying to set a better example for the girls who are in my position in mm-hmm. the position I was as a freshman. Now, obviously, Ruby, Unity Softball's experienced unprecedented success these past two seasons, fourth-place finish in Class 2A in, in 2021. Last year, a third-place finish in, in Class 2A as well. All you've known is trips to the state tournament. What's that like? Um, it's definitely like a little girl's dream come true. Um, it's very rewarding to see a lot of hard work from all the girls uh, working together, pay off. Um, we're just going to keep working. Gotcha. Coach, what's it like for you? Uh, obviously, you've been here. This is your ninth year, officially, I guess, eighth season. Thanks, COVID. Uh, <laughs> what's it been like to see this program just kind of transform to what was always kind of a, a steady program throughout the area, one that always was bursting with potential to just kind of – now, you guys are – probably one of the benchmark programs you know in the area you guys put unity softball on the map uh, not only area but in the state um it's i've been very fortunate um i tell the girls at the beginning of the season i know this is kind of off topic but we've had zero issues up until this point um Mm -hmm. with ineligibility so the girls are just very into softball Mm -hmm. we have very softball minded girls um which has been great for me um I, I look back on my first year, and honestly, with Mackenzie Crutzinger, I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember yeah. that name, but she was a, a great pitcher. She went on to play college ball as pilot, a pitcher. Pilot, right? Was that the McKinsey? pilot? McKenzie. Yeah, the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She is a commercial pilot now. Awesome. So um Anyway, just looking back and, like, seeing some of those, like, really good uh, Maddie Ruth, or, mm-hmm. yeah, Maddie Ruth and Harley, Harley Duncan, Duncan and mm-hmm. all those girls, I just, I kind of feel bad because I wasn't, McKenzie, that was my first year, her senior year. So I just feel like the consistency of us being around, Coach mm-hmm. Reed and I, and Coach Ellers for that mm-hmm. matter, um, has really helped kind of set the bar. And we all are also involved in our junior high program. Mm-hmm. So I just think that that's really helped us um, become something, uh, laying a foundation early. And then all those classes from 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. uh, just really kind of framing that house, so to speak, mm-hmm. Um, to keep it going. Going back to 2021, what was that first state run like, you know, to finally break through, make it over to Peoria? Just just what was that like? And then how has that kind of carried over, obviously, into last season and then into into this season so far? Five and one start. I'm going to not try to talk bad about my alma mater, but <laughs> being successful in softball is just is honestly new. Like, I went mm-hmm. to Parkland, so we were a success there, too. But Amy's in her Banagrad, just like she, Joey. I am. No Tigers. So <laughs> I, and I love my high school time. I love mm-hmm. softball. I loved mm-hmm. it all, but we just I just have never experienced that high school mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. So it kind of took me back to my high school days a little bit and just, like, almost like a jealousy. Like, these <laughs> girls are really good. Like, I wish I played on a team like this. But, no, it's just been really cool for our program, um, for our school, Mm -hmm. uh, our community. I mean, when we showed up to the state tournament, I think we would have won the fan base both years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just people just followed us. They were just really excited for us. It was just awesome for the girls to have that backing. Reese, what's it like to be a softball player walking the hallways of Unity High School? Is there 
a lot of buzz, you know, before games at all or, you know, as you guys are making runs to the postseason? I know school's kind of out by that time of year, but what's it like just, you know, like Coach said, just having the support not only from parents but also community members, students, I'm sure, here too? There's not a whole lot of tension. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of, like, nervousness. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's more – it's more comfortable mm-hmm. the further we get. I mean, at times there is – some like you know ner- nerves in there but mm-hmm. i mean together we're all pretty comfortable mm-hmm. gotcha. ruby take me through what a what a game day is like obviously you got classes lunch things like that but as you know it's getting closer to to getting out there on the field say you got a home game or something what kind of goes through your mind and, and just getting ready for the game that day um uh last year coach reed told me to visualize what my ball like mm-hmm. imagine my ball coming off my back yeah and that's something that I imagine throughout the day, mm-hmm. and that's something that has stuck with me since last year. I just kind of have to stay calm and imagine what my success wants to be. Mm-hmm. Ashlyn, what's it like for you? Obviously, like I mentioned, the weather is such a huge part in softball. I mean, you think back to last year's regional championship game, two-hour rain delay. I heard there was a lot of TikTok <laughs> videos being made in the gym in between it all. What's it like for a pitcher? You know, where you're starting out in mid-March where it's freezing cold and 35, 40-mile-an-hour winds to, you know, once you guys make a postseason run or something like that, it's, you know, 80, 90 degrees. How does that affect your pitching at all? Yeah, at the beginning of the season, it's really rough. (laughs) Going back to on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. it was, that was really hard. I could barely grip the (laughs) ball. It was so cold and so wet. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you kind of just have to push through it. Mm -hmm. And then once the season progresses, I mean, the weather gets better and then Mm -hmm. it's just fine. Amy, (laughs) what what is it like to, I mean, spring sports to me, especially coming off winter sports too, you've got, you know, you get get huge crowds for basketball, you know, wrestling, state finals at State Farm Center, pageantry all, all, all around there. And Spring sports, the first few weeks of the season. I know you guys went to Tennessee last Everyone's week. Everyone's we... in their car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just how, how do you navigate that challenge of, you know, where there's maybe 20 parents out there in lawn chairs all bundled up? And as the season goes along and the postseason rolls around, I mean, last year, you know, covering your super sectional game at Milliken, I mean, packed crowds, you know, people are out in the outfield, things like that. How do you navigate the saying, okay, this this non-conference game here on a Tuesday in late March is just as important as what we're going to see, you know, in sectional time in, in May at all. Sure. Um, I think it's just important to let the girls know, and we've done, I think, a fairly good job of that this year. Of, You know, we're not going to be playing our best softball right now, mm-hmm. so we're trying to get out all the kinks, figure out where, piece, where people go, and, um, you know, making sure we play our best softball, which I think we've done really good in mm-hmm. the past two years. Uh, in may or june um so it i don't really say it's any different Mm -hmm. for any game we don't really talk about fan base that much um we have a really good parent support Mm -hmm. group that are at pretty much every game and i think the girls appreciate that even if they do sit sit in their cars we have to holler at them to (laughs) turn their lights off but um i I don't there's we don't really talk about the fan base very Mm -hmm. much um i think the girls know that they're appreciated Mm -hmm. um we try to tell them that as coaches and we do have for being a smaller school um, and not a, a whole lot of people on our on mm-hmm. our program, we do have a couple of, like, older guys that come and support us every game, no yeah. matter the weather. Um, a couple of Matt's assistant coaches mm-hmm. come out and support us, and Shannon Cahey from uh, FCA, he'll, he'll come out and support us in our game. So we do really have 
consistently mm-hmm. people at our at our game, so yeah. it kind of helps. Gotcha. Reese, we've alluded to this Tennessee trip uh, a little bit throughout. Uh, take us inside what a road trip's like with your teammates, <laughs> you know, going down to Tennessee, playing a couple games, obviously winning a couple games. As I mentioned, you guys are off to a 5-1 and one start this season. What was that trip like? The trip was a lot of fun. It was that was probably the most nervous game for the whole team just because <laughs> we were all really nervous. But there was a lot of snacks, a lot of TikToks made, <laughs> and just a lot of fun in those hotel rooms. Uh, Ruby, who is the most serious of the your Ru- Unity softball teammates this season? Uh, Ruby Tarr. They're all <laughs> me. Why are, why are you the most serious on this team, Ruby? Um, or would you like to defend yourself now that you have the microphone? I... I'm a, deny that? <laughs> no, not really. Um, I'm a very anxious person. Um, so, so when your coach was like, hey, you're going to do a podcast with the News Gazette, you're like, oh, great. Yeah, um, it was definitely really nerve-wracking. But Has it been okay so it. far? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, since you're the most serious, who's the funniest teammate on this unit of softball mm, team? That's a difficult <laughs> question. Um, Reese is kind of like my sister, so okay. she – teases me a lot but um i'd say michaela um she's definitely one that makes me laugh a lot all right uh ashland on on these lengthy bus trips to what jackson tennessee last week for spring break uh who's running the music what's the playlist like at all to Um, keep the the energy going we kind of just all listen to um our own music Fair enough. Just yeah, AirPod. AirPods. In. I personally like to listen to Harry Styles. Okay. Um, Why? He's my favorite artist. Why? Because uh, he makes really good music. Okay. Fair enough. All right. A white rock ninety-seven. I, my wife and I were having, my wife and I were having this debate the other day because he popped on the radio and I was like, I don't really. I don't know if I really like his music. I mean, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> have you uh, have you seen Harry Styles live in concert? I have twice. Really? Okay. I feel like everyone who's seen Harry Styles has been to multiple shows. Yeah. I feel uh, like. No, like he that's... puts on a very good show. I feel Philly like people engages who, with the fans pretty. Yeah, well. I feel like people who don't like his music like mm-hmm. go and they're like, "Oh, that was a fun time," okay. because he tries to make it entertaining. Okay. Does that help you prepare pitching? Uh, it does. Harry <laughs> Actually, okay. that's my walk-up song is Harry Styles. So, like, whenever I'm going up to bat, like, I listen to it, and then I'm like, I should just get a hit. So, were you, a, were you a fan of him in One Direction, or is it just uh, a yes, solo Yes, I've been a career? fan of him for, okay. like, a really long time. That's okay. At least I know Harry Styles and, and know who Harry Styles is, because yeah. when we get all these all-area questionnaires that we do for the first team... Colin Likas and I will be in the office and they'll be like, I don't know who little Uzi Vert is or all these rappers and stuff. I'm like, give me like some Dr. Dre or right. Snoop Dogg or Eminem. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Ashlyn, you, uh, you may, what, first of all, which Harry Styles song is your walk-up song? You <laughs> uh, Kiwi. 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 Okay. Got to get the walk-up songs from... Uh, Ruby and Reese yeah, here. That's, Ruby, I, I realize we can ask that exactly. with baseball and softball players. Spring sports are fun. <laughs> they, are. they are. Ruby, what's your walk-up song? Uh, my walk-up song is Gunpowder and Lead by Miranda Lambert. Okay. All I've right. heard of Miranda, Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert. Okay. Solid. And mine is Solo by Future. I've heard of Future. I've heard of Future. I, I have, can't say I'm very familiar with him at all. Amy, do you have to approve 
these songs? Is that a, a team meeting? Is that a huge <laughs> chunk of your preseason planning? I told them that if any cuss words <laughs> or anything that alluded to anything inappropriate, we would be running for days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been it's been good so far. Okay. Got to look out for the little C next to the, the queen <laughs> yes, version, right? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Amy, what's it like to, and uh, I know you've had this, uh, you know, turf field and the facility upgrades here the last couple of years at all. What has that done for the program? I think it's prepared us for the postseason. I think that the goal of the IHSA is to get everyone super sectional game on turf. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely helped us in that aspect. But it also helps us just get outside more. Um, we were outside pretty much all but one day the first week of really? season this year. Okay. Last year it kind of helped us get out there a little bit earlier. Um, even if we can't use the outfield grass because it's wet or whatever, mm-hmm. um, we can get on the turf, use our batting cage, use the soccer field mm-hmm. because that's fenced in and it helps us out a lot. So um, I think it just allows us to not be stuck in the gym all winter um, and lets, lets us get outside and practice like a real, real-time okay. stuff. How do you guys manage practicing indoors when you're forced to? Because I know, you know, looking outside <laughs> today, obviously you guys have a game scheduled later against Westville. We'll see if that comes to pass or not. Supposed to have Robin Schultz, our photo editor, supposed to be here this afternoon. So All right, cool. We'll see. Yeah, no cool. pressure to get it in now. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you manage maybe changing that up when it's, you know, storming out or you just you just can't go outside? Yeah, um, our, our gym facility is not bad, actually. We have a really nice batting cage. Um, so a lot of times we'll kind of – block out defense for the day and just kind of do a hitting session. Um, sometimes we'll do some team building stuff instead. We haven't done that this year yet, but um, we just kind of have to get creative because it's not always fun to be outside for almost a week and a half and then all of a sudden have to be stuck inside. So um, definitely have to get creative, especially with our gym not being super big. And we're not allowed – we are not allowed to use the Rocket Center, so we have to stay in the high school gym. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, we, we try to be flexible and – Get practicing when we can if we have to be inside. Gotcha. All right, Reese, uh, what's your first memory of Coach Davis? <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach Davis is my aunt. Okay, so there we go. I've known You've her known her a while then, I'd say. quite some time. <laughs> first memory of her is a, your softball coach then. Oh, it was sixth grade, junior high. Okay. And... She yelling at her to stop the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, what's it been like to to have that relationship evolve over the years? There's, I'd say, a lot of trust between us, mm-hmm. but we don't take softball into our family mm-hmm. and family into softball. Yeah. When we get on field, it's softball time. Mm-hmm. When we're home, it's home life. So, so you're not talking like strategy of, man, I wish this fourth inning, that 2-1 <laughs> count, that, that rise ball would have risen more. Mm-mm. Nothing like that. I mean, not not a whole lot, okay. no. <laughs> Same question to you, Ruby and Ashton. What's your first memory of Coach Davis? And, and what's that like, too, to have had her in junior high and, and now have her in high school? I'm sure there's a, a added comfort level there. I believe my first memory was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a whole lot. Um, I just remember her um, yelling at Megan <laughs> to tag up. That's like the one that sticks out the most. Okay. Because I was pregnant and I almost did my <laughs> Fair enough. Fair um, enough. That's the one that sticks out the most, but it's definitely a lot more comforting mm-hmm. having her in junior high and then into high school. Um, we trust each other a lot more, mm-hmm. and it's just a better coach to play or bond. Ashlyn. 
Or um, funniest Coach Davis memory, too. It doesn't have to be. We don't have to get all nostalgic. Yeah, I can't really here. remember my first <laughs> <laughs> memory because no it was nostalgia. like a really long time ago. But Julie's probably one of my first was whenever we went to state for the first time in mm-hmm. eighth grade. Okay. That was a really fun year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ashlyn and Reese, too. This is obviously, you know, senior ride, right? This is it, senior year. Just uh, what are some emotions you're feeling here at the start of the season? And, and maybe what are some things you'll look back on when you – I guess hopefully you'll walk across the stage in May before the season comes mm-hmm. to, to a close. But what are some memories, you know, that you'll take away when you do graduate and, and move on to the yeah, next chapter? I'll definitely be sad because, you know, it's my last year playing. But I feel like I have a little bit more comfort because I am going to play mm-hmm. college softball. So I know it won't be my last time. Mm-hmm. But I'll definitely just miss the girls for sure. And I'll miss Coach Davis, you know, the kind of environment that I've been used to for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Ashland's going to St. Louis Community yes. College. Yes, I am. Reese is going to Parkland. I know they don't meet often at all, but if they do, possible some future rivalries between the mm. two? I mean, possibly. <laughs> You'll, you should know what her pitching's like if you oh, face yeah. her in the batter. Oh, front. yeah. <laughs> all right. Reese, same, same question that Joey had, though. Just what's it been like knowing this is, you know, your senior season? Uh, what, what do you hope to accomplish here these next few months? The I've been the Rocket Softball program started when I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So all those memories and opportunities built up for the past seven years. And it it, it sucks leaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to leave this program because it has given me so much and so many memories. But I think it has also prepared me mm-hmm. for life after high school and has taught me a lot about just these girls. And I've been able to come together closer with them and they're not just girls i go to school with they're my best friends now mm-hmm. oh that's great that's sweet absolutely that's a, almost a great way to end one final question to to coach davis uh last season you were coaching obviously a little different circumstances you were pregnant the, the whole season still coaching third base although you were way down the line uh now you have mother of three uh three under the age of three two twins uh born last summer What's it like juggling that and softball? And like we mentioned before we started recording, I'm sure you have an ample supply of babysitters if you want to, <laughs> to choose from uh, on this team. I do. Honestly, everybody's been really supportive. Um, I'll kind of be honest, I guess, with you guys a little bit. Um, about a month ago, I didn't know if I was going to be able to coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, my twins have some special needs. They were both born with clubbed feet. Okay. Um, my daughter did not get corrected like she should have, so we've been having to travel to Florida. That's where my husband actually is going right now. Really? Um, to see a specialist down there that's, that's honestly helped us tremendously mm-hmm. um, and helped her. So anyway, um, it's been a struggle uh, preseason just because I didn't know where I was at. Mm-hmm. I was I tried to be as transparent with the girls as possible. Um, and then, you know, when everything started kind of coming together, we just, we decided we're going to try to try to do the season Mm -hmm. and my husband's been really supportive. Um, so it's exhausting, uh, Mm -hmm. but these girls mean the world to me and, uh, I still think there's a lot of potential for our program and I want to be a part of it. Absolutely. Rockets, again, chasing a third straight trip to the state finals in Class 2A. 5-1 and one start to the season. Off to a great start as they look to accomplish that. So, Coach Davis, Reese, Ruby, Ashland, thank you guys so much for your time. Let you See, guys... This wasn't so bad. No, thank I think you. So. You guys were good. <laughs> Smiles all around. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's only 9.05 yeah, in the morning, exactly. so still plenty of time to, to get back to class, right? So... <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. We'll sneak in just a quick break and come back for more me and Matt on Extra Prep after this. 
Transfer Portal, NIL, Recruiting. Covering University of Illinois Athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I Athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I Athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! Welcome back to Extra Prep. Big thank you once again to Unity Softball head coach Amy Davis and seniors Ashlyn Miller and Reese Sarver and junior Ruby Tart joining us. The Rockets did end up playing on Thursday, fell in a close one to Westville. Now 5-2 and two on the season, and Matt, before we segue into a few other topics, uh, still big things on the horizon for Unity Softball. Of course, it's always it's always tough to, to put the expectations of a state run on a team, but they've been there the last two mm-hmm. years. You know, will they make it back this year? Time remains to... To be uh, time remains time will tell that story, but uh, five and two start you, you, you'll, you'll you'll take it. Yeah, exactly, and uh, we'll know more about them uh, once the weather starts to cooperate here in uh, East Central Illinois. It's it's never easy to play games outside when it's forty degrees and the the winds howling and it's cloudy out and uh, rainy, yucky feeling outside. Mm-hmm. So uh, they'll battle through the elements just like all of our other area teams will uh, this spring. But yeah, Unity's got kind of a target on his back. Uh, one that uh, has uh, happened because of the success that they've had on, on the field, back-to-back trips to the state tournament. Uh, obviously, they lost a lot last year with graduation, but still have some key components from that that team that made a run to third place in, in Class 2A, and uh, they've got a, a great coach there, and, and Amy Davis, who, who knows what it takes to get a team to the state tournament in Peoria, and now it's just uh, going through that process, that journey of uh, a regular season that is still in its infancy stages. Uh, you know, We're only a couple weeks into the spring sports season, and uh, so much still to be determined uh, out on the field, especially, like I said, when the weather does start to uh, eventually, hopefully, cooperate at some point this spring. Hopefully it warms up soon, but it's been very dreary outside uh, as it's of a good late, word, rainy, dreary. cold. Yeah. yeah, it's just just gray. It's exactly. very gray outside. Yes, that is true. So we'll hope for better weather in the future. Do want to segue now across the Illini Prairie Conference to Fairbury, Prairie mm-hmm. Central. Uh, of course, we're, we're keeping the Hawks community in our, our thoughts and prayers this mm-hmm. week, Matt. Very, very sad news breaking on Monday. Drew Fair and Dylan Bazell passing away in mm-hmm. Colorado uh, on a, a ski trip earlier this week. Just, uh, just a very sad story to come out of Fairbury. Yeah, it's, it's devastating. Uh, it's, it's just jarring, and, and ever since hearing the news Monday morning, it's just kind of it's been on my mind a, a lot mm-hmm. this week. Uh, it just when you're you know here in the office when you're out and about around town, you know, when they're at home, uh, you know, for me, when I'm, you know, with my three young children uh, and my wife, it's just, uh, it's just, it's such a sad story. Uh, So much, so many highlights that those two have produced on the field and on the court in in their high school careers. And and yes, Fairbury, uh, Prairie Central is in our coverage area. They're on the fringe, I would like to say, of our our coverage area. Uh, It's a clear hour plus drive. From Champaign to uh, to Fairbury, uh, I've made it a few times, not all that often, but the few times I've been there, it's definitely a community that rallies around its its high school athletic teams, and especially when they're going well. Uh, and, and Prairie Central has 
had a, a heck of a year so far this year in uh, the athletic world. Their football team started 11-0, and reached the quarterfinals of Class 3A, and their boys' basketball team took uh, the community on a ride this winter uh, all the way to a sectional title game in, in 2A. Uh, outright Atlanta Prairie Conference champions uh, finished with a 31-3 and record, and uh, Dylan Bazell and, and Drew Fair were, were huge uh, components of, of both those runs uh, with even more promise and aspirations for what they could have accomplished this spring with, with track and field. Uh, Bazell was a decorated hurdler and, and Fair was a standout uh, in, in the field events as well. So it's just devastating. Uh, there, there's no really other way to, to describe it. Um, it's, it's Again, like I said, it's just been you go through your day and it just kind of pops in your head at random times and, and you just think about how tragic that situation is and, and how many families and lives have been uh, just altered uh, for, for the rest of their, their lives. And uh, especially tragic too, considering Prairie Central boys basketball coaches, Darren Bazell, yep. uh, Dylan's father, uh, his older brother, Trey was a standout athlete at Prairie Central as a basketball player now at Illinois Wesleyan. Uh, they had such bright futures, and uh, again, all the success that they had on the court and, and on the field. Uh, also, too, you see just the outpouring of support and, and the memories that people have of, of those two this week and uh, just the, their willingness to spend time with young fans, sign autographs. I mean, they were once those young kids, and to, to live out a dream like they did on, on the basketball court and on the football field is is. It was so cool to to see, and again, uh, just uh, just an overall sad story. Um, I know Kyle Kyle Nike is our preps coordinator, is planning something uh, that'll run either in Sunday's News Gazette or sometime early next week, just about uh, about Dylan Bazell and, and Drew Fair, and just the the countless lives that they have touched, and uh, you know, hopefully their their legacies will live on. Uh, it's not something that's going to be easy to uh to overcome for all those affected and and fair bear in the surrounding communities and and also to just folks around central illinois and east central illinois i mean you saw the outpouring of of love and support from so many different athletic programs uh through social media this Mm -hmm. week uh, and that's only going to continue to to ratchet up and uh you just hope for the best uh for all the families that are affected in this uh, god-awful tragedy that they're you know having to live through each and every day now yeah it's uh yeah i think you hit the nail on the head there matt absolutely terrible uh just in, in so many ways in fact they made that uh, hour-plus drive from mm-hmm. Fairbury to our, our uh, office here, our newsroom, just yep. a few weeks ago for Faces of Spring. Mm-hmm. So, just, Yeah, uh, Dylan Bazell and Drew Fair were both here on uh, Saturday, February 25th here in Champaign. Uh, we have a Faces of Faces of Spring photo shoot. We do this for each season, Faces of Fall, Faces of Winter, Faces of Spring. And, and Colin Likas does a great job organizing it and, and coordinating the event. We've been having it for a decade-plus, and... I uh, always like to joke with the the athletes that kind of come from from far away, like Prairie Central, Watsika, Sullivan, things like that. Uh, hey, how long was the drive here? And they're usually like, oh, it was an hour, hour ten or whatever. And but they always seem appreciative mm-hmm. uh, of the fact that they come down here, get their photos taken, do some radio interviews, do some things for social media as well. And um, yeah, those those photos will definitely still run. Uh, in, in the pages of the News Gazette um, and our all-area boys basketball package is, is going to come out in two weeks. Uh, we've got all-area boys swimming this weekend. The next weekend is going to be all-area girls basketball. And then the following weekend is all-area boys basketball. And 
this shouldn't be a surprise at all, but uh, Dylan Bazell is going to be on our first team All-Area. He was a first-team All-State player in, in Class 2A. He was a no-brainer to, to make our first-team All-Area with his contributions on the court this winter for Prairie Central, but it's uh, still going to be a uh, it's still going to be sad to, to see his photo. Uh, hopefully it does bring some joy to, to some people, however uh, we can, just to, to remember these young athletes' lives and the effect that they had, uh, not only in their sports teams and, and their teammates and their friends, but their communities as a whole. So that's uh, you know, something we'll try to try to honor and, and con- can you continue to uh, you know carry on their legacy moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, Drew and Dylan were here with uh, a couple of baseball players from Prairie Central, mm-hmm. and I, I've got a video on my phone of them, uh, me and Jim Rosso, you know, mm-hmm. doing little Snapchat skits. They were horsing around with our vending machine. Yeah, and, and Dylan had been here a few times yeah. for, for other faces, uh, photo shoots. He was here uh, last November for uh, boys basketball and uh, the previous winter uh, in 2021 for boys basketball as well. Uh, Drew was here uh, with two of his football teammates back in August uh, when we did it, kind of our first ever News Gazette football high school football media days an event we'll continue to do uh moving forward but uh they were here in our studios and in our offices and got the chance to talk to them both and and just uh again just the brief interactions we uh, you were able to have with them you could just see they came from good families they, they really valued high school athletics and all that it stood for and uh, knew that they were kind of representing more than just themselves when they went on the field on the the Friday night lights or uh, on on the hardwood in the winter. So again, just a a horrible, tragic situation uh, that is going to affect so many people for for such a long time. But uh, just wish while well, those that knew them best uh, that they are able to cope with this and and move on from this and and also remember the good times that they had with both of them uh, in the days and months and years to come. Absolutely. And again, keep an eye out for more from our Colin Lycus here in the coming days in the pages of the News Gazette and online. Matt, I do want to segue real quick. You mentioned Dylan's contributions on the basketball floor. We didn't properly recap basketball season last week on Extra Prep. Yeah, you had to be in Des Moines. (laughs) Me, Scott Ritchie, and Anthony Zillis made the trip to uh, cover the uh, Illinois Fighting Illini, their trip to the NCAA tournament, one and done against Arkansas. So it was a fun trip, though. I enjoyed making the, the ride up there. What was the best uh, best food option you had? There's a place in downtown Des Moines called Zombie Burger. Okay. Pretty good. What, Pretty tasty. Explain Zombie Burger. It's, uh, re- first of all, a really good hamburger. Okay. Um, they've got a lot of kind of creative burgers. They've okay. got one where the buns are cheese curds, okay. mac and cheese. I didn't get that one. Okay. I, what, what did you get? I got, uh, it was a buffalo and blue cheese okay. selection. Right. It was pretty good. I think Anthony got just the standard cheeseburger. And Sounds Scott, about right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Scott got a chicken sandwich that looked pretty good. Okay. Uh, a right. barbecue chicken. I think they had a Nashville hot chicken sandwich okay. too, but that was pretty good. All right. Our hotel so was, was right next to a Texas roadhouse also. Okay. So. so it was better than what the Illini performed on the court against Arkansas is what you're telling oh, me. Oh, far better. Okay. Yes, it Fair was, enough. Uh, but the, but the, the cool part of the, the place is it's a zombie themed you know restaurant so okay there's there's two of them i think there's one in downtown des moines and they've got a smaller location i think in the des moines mall if okay. my research is right but it's kind of a cool i don't know it's it's different it's oh, yeah. uh burger wise like food wise you could compare it maybe to farron's in champagne okay, here but enough. way different theming <laughs> yeah exactly it's just just a smidge different so better uh <clears throat> Better environment at Wells Fargo Arena for Illinois, Arkansas, or for Simeon Metamora at State Farm Center for the Class 3A State Championship? The Simeon Metamora game was much closer. I think Mm -hmm. it just lent itself to a better better crowd. Uh, I don't know. Illinois... 
Illinois and Arkansas both drew pretty good crowds. Yeah. They were, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good time. I like that arena a lot. You mm-hmm. know, it's a newer arena. Uh, Eric Musselman didn't rip his shirt off, though, after Illinois, after he beat Illinois. He didn't. He saved that for Kansas. Yeah, and we don't Norted, have to talk about that. No. Well, nor did Arkansas's uh, coaches, you know, attack uh, journalists. Yeah, exactly. There was no phones slapping out of phones out of the hands. <laughs> okay, good. You were, were you worried about your phone at all after the game on Thursday? I mean, they won, though, so... I was uh, I was far enough away from the coaching staff okay. that I felt, I felt pretty <laughs> safe. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, and then of course Arkansas fell to UConn last. And that was night, your so. your second time being at Wells Fargo Arena, right? You a proud Bradley graduate? You were there in what? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, when yeah. the Braves made it to the they played Michigan State. Yep. Is that right? As a fifteen seed, okay, almost won. You know, you hate to hate to fall into the trap, but you know, you just take a couple plays away. But uh, <laughs> they did lead for a lot of that game, and mm-hmm. Michigan State just had a. A little bit more left in the tank late, but yeah, that was a great showing from Bradley. Uh, my friend Matt Harrington and I, former roommate in college, uh, sat across from the benches. Pretty good seats. Okay. Not a bad seat in that. They, the, we sat in the lower bowl, but the upper level of that arena. I was up there in the media overflow seating during the Illinois game, and it's steep. It's, okay. it's just <laughs> it rises to the heavens. Brian Wardle going to be on the move this offseason? I don't think so. Are you worried about him and the coaching carousels it spins? I'm surprised more people don't talk about him. Okay. Um, you know, getting maybe a, an upgrade, uh, if you could call that an, you know, an upgrade from Bradley to maybe a Notre Dame-type job or what okay. have you, California. I don't okay. know. He's not linked to a lot of... Yeah. It looked like Darian DeFreeze was going to take the Notre Dame job for a while. Oh, he yeah. was linked My, to that. But Micah then, Shrewsbury uh, swooped yeah. in with Penn State. Yep. Another team that was in Des Moines last week. That's right. You want to talk some high schools now that we <laughs> yeah. say that we kind of went off on a tangent there about your trip to Des Moines and college basketball? But I should say, boys basketball state tournament back in Champaign, the second straight year uh, after a 27 year hiatus. Um, your final verdict on what was a jam packed three days uh, for you and Colin Likas at, uh, at State Farm Center? Yeah, it was uh, first of all kind of cool to see Metamora finally raise mm-hmm. the trophy. You know, I've I've uh, Kind of had uh, my eye on Metamora for a few years, mm-hmm. going back to my time at Bradley and Clutch yeah. Sports Media. Mm-hmm. And Danny Greaves, their head coach, kind of a quote machine. Danny quote Greaves. machine, yes, yes. Uh, uh, he'll, he'll, <laughs> he's a character for sure, and kind of a cool story too. His daughter Nikki mm-hmm. battling cancer, and uh, Mark Cremines, father mm-hmm. of Briar Cremines, who's on on the team battling cancer as well. So uh, they had a lot to play for, and they came out and. Uh, they they didn't let Robert Woods go off into the sunset or uh, Robert, Robert Smith, Smith pardon okay. me. But um, it was a good game, double, mm-hmm. uh, not double overtime, but just took one overtime <laughs> this year. Forty six, forty two win for the the Redbirds, and they brought their fans out in in full force uh, both days, Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. The Metamora traveled really. I think they brought the entire town. Yeah, pretty much. It's a town of a. I want to say it might be a little smaller than seven thousand. Okay. Ish. Last one 5, in town, shuts off the lights kind of thing. That's right. Close the Dairy Queen. Yeah. yeah you know, when you're shutting down the Dairy Queen in a, a town like Metamora, you know it's a, a big deal. Um, so, yeah, they brought a, a terrific crowd. Um, I would say the best mm-hmm. following in, in 3A. Um, yeah. You know, it's always kind of cool to see the 1A schools travel. Mm-hmm. Of course, haven't even talked about Tuscola yet. Uh, Tuscola brought a nice crowd on mm-hmm. Thursday when they played in their 1A semi. And then uh, later that night in the third place game, great year for the Warriors. Yeah. Justin Bozart. If I read this right, they're moving up to two A next year. Do I, I think that's so. kind of the, the scuttlebutt? That, that, that I think that might be right. Uh, Tuscola is always kind of on the cusp of one A, two A. Just kind of depends on the enrollment cutoff, and I'm pretty sure too. The IHSA kind of put in a two year thing after the pandemic, mm-hmm. where teams weren't going to really shift 
classes, but I think that might all be, uh, you know, changing now going to the 2023-24 school year. But again, what a heck of a run yeah. by, uh, by the Warriors uh, team that after – you graduate uh, a two-time News Gazette All-Area Player of the Year, the the school's all-time leading scorer, and, and Jalen Quinn uh, took him to a sectional title game in, in 2022, and then a year later, uh, after another epic sectional title game that Tuscola was involved in, taking four all, four overtimes to beat Altamont on its home court, and then going to Carbondale and handling uh, Mounds Meridian in a super sectional game, uh, and then just having a, a rough shooting game uh, against Scales Mound in that 1A state semifinal game, uh, but then rebounding to to win uh, the third-place game and, and take home a third-place trophy is, uh, against after beating Cornerstone pretty soundly in the, the 1A third-place game just is a, mm-hmm. a great way to cap uh, just an epic season for uh, for Coach Justin Bozarth and, and his Warriors. And the, the thing is, is they could be back in Champaign mm-hmm. uh, next season. You, you've got a... I would say arguably their top player this past season was junior forward Jordan Quinn. Uh, I'd have to think the confidence that he's gained uh, through his athletic exploits this season will only benefit him uh, as a senior. You've got a st- two pair of sophomore, dynamic sophomore playmakers and Cam Sweetenham and Parker James who really elevated their games at certain times yep. uh, this season. Josiah Horton, too, uh, back, only a junior point guard, a great cross-country runner as well, and who should do some great things in track and field this spring, you would think, too. Only losing Chris Boyd, uh, senior big man in the middle there for, for the Warriors, but to have four starters returning on a team that finished third in state. Um, yeah, good luck managing expectations <laughs> next year, uh, Justin Bozarth. They're going to be uh, they're going to be through the roof in uh, Tuscola, but just a cool story to, for a program in a sports crazy community like Tuscola to to have the uh, type of season they did and and to end it with a win uh, and, and take home a third place trophy is pretty cool. And even if they do move up to Class Two A, yeah, moving up from Class Two A to Class Three A didn't slow down Sacred Heart Griffin a few years That's ago true. when they made that transition. Private so. school though, a little different, but a little different, uh, a little different, but still, uh, <laughs> SHG uh, was not in Champaign this year. The only Three A team from uh, from last year's field. That did not make it back to Champaign. Uh, obviously, Metamore taking down Simeon. Uh, and the three, I would say, was probably the best state title game uh, of the four that unfolded mm-hmm. uh, that Saturday. Um, 4A, congrats to, to Moline and uh, Rantoul native Sean Taylor, the Maroons coach, winning the school's first ever state championship in boys basketball. Yep. Pretty uh, convincing win over against Bennett Academy. In the 4A state title game, and uh, Brock Harding put on a show uh, in his two games in Champaign. Uh, the future Iowa point guard, much to the chagrin of Illini fans, certainly shown uh, brightest under the lights at State Farm Center. Uh, he and Owen Freeman will take their talents to Iowa City next season, but uh, capped his high school career uh, with a flourish. So uh, just uh, overall, it's, uh, I think, nothing but positives to, to have the event back in Champaign. I will be curious, though, to see if they do some tweaking to the schedule mm-hmm. uh, at state uh, tournament. You were in the building for the third place games. Was the attendance any better this year than in 2022, or was it kind of the same? I'm trying to think back to last year. I don't know. It, it felt like the, th- the third place games drew well enough for what they are. Okay. I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> third place games are never going to draw. No. Unless you play them like right after the semis. You know, yeah, or you students play, go or, home. Yeah, all the, you know, that's it's, true. Or you play them just as a lead up. What they used to do for years just as a lead up to the, the state title games, yeah. which is one possible scenario. I don't know if that will happen, but I think the HSA needs to do something where 
on Thursday night and Friday night, if they want to keep this three day format, which is fine. And, and again, their end goal is to have Saturday just be kind of the crown jewel of a day. And I think for the past two years, it's, it's been just that, uh-huh. uh, but to have the potential to have state semifinal games in prime time uh, on Thursday and Friday night is something I think they need to address moving forward. Cause again, it just feels weird to have a state semifinal game, be it, you know, 11 a.m. tip uh, when all season they've been playing at night except for obviously shootouts and holiday tournaments but the biggest game of the year I think should you know have that time slot where it reflected in it and um, we'll see what they can figure out hopefully yeah I don't know and there was uh, I saw some chatter on social media maybe this was kind of the first baby step towards making a a change is that the third place games were not on TV this year so you Mm -hmm. know they weren't part of the you know they were streamed on the NFHS network of course but Mm -hmm. they weren't sent out to the TV stations across the state, mm-hmm. so I don't know that uh, you know <laughs> read too much into things. I don't know, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not privy to the contract <laughs> negotiations and what everyone's thinking, but you know, well, you you look at that and you think, well, maybe that could be a sign of things to come. Yeah, I don't know. who knows? So, All right, when we get out of here, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, this has been a, a good episode of extra prep. <clears throat> Again, our our thoughts are with the Fairbury community, the Prairie mm-hmm. Central community. Uh, just a, a a devastating situation keeping the families of Drew Fair and Dylan Vizell in our thoughts. And also want to send a thank you to Unity High School Softball mm-hmm. for joining us this week. Great uh, start to the season for the Rockets. Eh, five and two. Yeah, mm-hmm. call it. Eh, great start. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll upgrade it because they've been on extra prep. Exactly. There you go. We'll, be, we'll, we'll have some more insight next week with hopefully the weather uh, bringing us some, some more sunshine and not as much rain and, and dreariness as it has this week. For sure. Amy Davis, Ashlyn Miller. Ruby Tarr and Reese Sarver, the first quartet of spring sports individuals to join us here on Extra Prep. Plenty more coming up as the spring season gets underway. For Matt Daniels, I'm Joey Wright. Thanks for listening to this episode of Extra Prep. Plenty more coming up next week.